everyone, I'm Lucy Kippist, editor of Flying Solo and co-host of this great podcast with Robert Gerrish. Before I introduce our guest for today, let me tell you all about Flying Solo's premium membership. There's a mass of tools and benefits to help your business stand out and to ensure that you stay at the top of your game. As part of membership, you'll get a full page listing in the directory, entry to a private discussion group, access to a library of over 80 how-to videos, a copy of the Flying Solo book, and much more, all for just $99. Head to our joining page to find out more. As business people, we know LinkedIn should be a priority, but just like everything else these days, it can be hard to keep up with exactly what we should be doing, when we should be doing it, and also how we should be doing it. Karen Hollenbach is a LinkedIn expert. She's founding director of Think Bespoke, a boutique education and training consultancy that helps people unlock LinkedIn. Welcome to the Flying Solo podcast, Karen. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us. First question for you is, is it just my imagination or is LinkedIn becoming bigger than Ben-Hur? It seems more prevalent than ever as a promotional tool for anyone really. Is that true or is that just my imagination? Well, that's interesting. There's sort of two parts to that. So uh, whether or not it's being used as a promotional tool, maybe. I think people are definitely jumping onto LinkedIn more and I think there's a few reasons for that. I think Facebook has not uh, served itself well over the last 12 months for a variety of reasons. I think there's also a bit of social media fatigue generally and if you're looking at certainly the B2B stats coming out of a lot of commentators in the US and Australia, the conversion rates or sort of results that you can get on LinkedIn are far surpass other platforms. So I think if you're going to spend time online, LinkedIn is going to deliver you uh, more results. There are lots of conditions around that. And I also just think from a user experience perspective that LinkedIn's working really, really hard to improve it. It's Mm. You know, when I jump on my phone, LinkedIn's not the first place I'm going to go. Instagram is where you're going to get that, you know, photographic inspiration. Instant hit. Uh, but I do think you, it's almost a discipline if you, you know, good food and exercise that LinkedIn's in, in sort of that category. You know, mm. it's good for your business if you spend time there. So, no, I don't think you're imagining it. And I think the, you know, the LinkedIn editors are working really hard to improve the algorithms around what you see in your news feed. And to really make it a place, yes, you can promote, um, but it's also a place you can learn. Yes, I feel that absolutely. Um, my favourite thing is to get in there and look at everybody's articles that they're publishing because yeah. there's some really great content in there. And to my mind, particularly with my background as an editor, it's a really great place to be seen as a writer, even if you're not a writer, inverted commas, as part of your job, but in, in terms of promoting what you do. Um, that's a place that I would now go to as opposed to someone's Facebook page for looking oh, for talent. That. Yes. And I think that this, you know, Facebook has made some decisions about moving back to it being a more social platform. And I do make the distinction that LinkedIn's not social business. Uh, sorry, LinkedIn isn't social media. It's a place mm. for business. And so this, you know, you almost go, okay, I'm going to read some thought-provoking articles in this space on these topics and LinkedIn is the place that you can do that without the guff. I mean, there are, if you have lots of connections on LinkedIn, you will get the technical term, the guff. You know, you will get sort of people's content coming through, but there is a way to clean that up. Mm. And then if you're regularly 
engaging with that content, the LinkedIn algorithm will say, oh, okay, well, why don't you follow this particular hashtag or, oh, you engage with this, would you like this? And I think that from what you're saying, you're experiencing that better quality of content coming through. Yes. And just say you are a person who does have a Facebook page, an Instagram page, probably a Twitter account attached to to either of those and a LinkedIn profile. What if we were talking about an ideal day Um, wherever you do your promotional activities, how much time would you say is an effective amount of time to be spending on LinkedIn versus the the other social media accounts? Well, there's some conditions around that. So it depends where your ideal clients are. It depends if you have a community manager in your business or you're driving all of your socials. But first of all, I'd say imagining you have a very strong content marketing plan and you're leveraging a lot of the hacks. So social media scheduling tools, third-party scheduling tools, I'd say LinkedIn you should spend five to ten minutes a day. Um, If you're publishing, which you might do once a month, you do that, uh, you know, that might take an hour. Or if you've got a blogging strategy, it might just be a cut and paste Mm -hmm. that you could do. And then as far as the time you spend on Instagram and Facebook, you know, it's a bit of a black hole. So I would be on Instagram and Facebook really just to comment um, if someone posted anything on any of my updates or to check in with might be going what with what might be going in my community. But I would have sort of a, a two to three to one ratio LinkedIn being the priority versus other platforms. Mm. So I try not to spend too much time online. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But I mean that's and I think this is where we're moving. And I think this is where, you know, we all get stuck in that black hole. Get me on Pinterest and you might not see me for hours. I know. Um, yeah, and but is that how well is that serving your health, your business? You know, everyone's talking about sort of, you know, mindfulness and, and the role of meditation and just clearing your head. I think we've got to be really, really careful about our consumption of these platforms. And so LinkedIn, if you're there for five to ten minutes a day, and we can talk about some of those daily rituals, which is looking at your notifications, liking, commenting, you know, imagining it's just like a virtual room and having conversations. I would spend most of my time on LinkedIn. But that's certainly from a B2B perspective. I mean, that business-to-business. So if I was a consumer-based, product-based business, you would probably flip that and spend a lot more time on Facebook and Instagram and not LinkedIn. So I do want to make that distinction. And it also depends on how many followers you've got and how much traffic is coming through your social media pages. Yeah. And do you think, um, I want to get into some, you've got five points here that we're going to go through to help us actually best utilise that little window of time that we have. Um, But do you think if you could say, if you do enjoy being on LinkedIn, you're probably going to be good at using it? Is that a fair... I think that's a very fair statement. I think it's, um, yes, I think it's a fair statement. My hesitation is if you gave me a block of chocolate over a bowl of salad, Mm. I'm going to enjoy eating (laughs) the block of chocolate more. Yes. But I know the salad is what I should be consuming more regularly. So I would just use that analogy for LinkedIn that, you know, Instagram and Facebook are probably the block of chocolate. Mm. Uh, Whereas, you know, the the, uh, the the bowl of salad is probably LinkedIn, so LinkedIn. it's good for your business. And I think that LinkedIn is not as comfortable for people who are not clear about their brand and are not clear about their social media strategy. So, you know, you can really rock LinkedIn when you're very, very clear about sort of two key questions, which are I ask people to think about, and that is really just what do you want to be known for and who are you trying to influence? And mm. 
I don't ask those questions lightly. If you can really think about your answer to those questions and you understand that LinkedIn one of multiple touch points and it's not it's where people will probably look you up and check you out. So they're validating whether you're for them, they're validating whether your business is there for them. It's a really important touch point along the buyer journey. Mm. And with Instagram. I mean I have people check me out on, you know, sort of start following me on Instagram and then go over to my LinkedIn page and that's where I'm sort of a lot more serious and the types of things I'd post on Instagram are really different. Yes, I was going to talk about that. Your tone is definitely yeah, more... So, yeah, yeah, it's just understanding that interplay. So, yes, block of chocolate and salad, um, but it does help you, you know, it, it does help if you like the platform. And I think that's been a criticism up until now, that it's not people's first choice because it's not easy to navigate. Mm-hmm, true. But it's getting better. It's getting better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I quite like the lack of bells and whistles. I actually like that. As someone that has to deal with Facebook all the time, I find that... Oh, it's such a relief. I know exactly what I can do here. I'm just going to post a link there. And yeah, I, f- I, find, that, I find that quite good and attractive. But um, so I'm conscious of time. And what I want to really get out in this podcast is, so now we've allocated our five to 10 minutes, depending on, on basically the, the type of our business. What are the things that we can do to really help us utilize um, that time to boost the way that we're selling ourselves on LinkedIn? Okay, and so I really break this into five parts of the LinkedIn journey, and I think that what you use the word selling yourself, I think it's, um, I think the lens I'd put over it is rather than, and I'm not suggesting for a minute you're saying it, it's a transactional platform, but I think the first step is really understanding. So there are five steps. Uh, one is understanding, the second is branding, the networking, the fourth is daily rituals, and the final one is thought leadership. So the understanding is just knowing that you're actually not there to sell. And you're there to build relationships. And LinkedIn is, if you can, it's really mindset, the understanding. So step one is really saying, why am I here? What am I doing here? And if you understand that it's just like a virtual room, so it's like you're having a conversation. If you walked up to someone the first time you met them, you're not going to shove your flyer in their face. Mm. You're actually going to say, hi, you know, who are you and how are you? And Warm them up a bit. Yeah, and so it's really just understanding, well, why are you there? Who do you want, you know, building relationships versus transactions, working out how you can add value to your community and just having a plan and being consistent. So and this is why it can just be five minutes a day because if you're sort of there and you go, okay, I'm going to like and comment, I'm going to check my invitations to connect and, and I'll talk about this in daily rituals. So the first one is just mindset and understanding that it's probably a place to build relationships. Mm-hmm. And in the sales pipeline, it's really at the top. So it's consideration, it's education, it's building awareness. That hardcore more sales conversion happens more in messaging, more in people signing up to your newsletter, more in offers. And you've probably got more permission to do that through your company page than you do through your profile. So that's probably the second point, which is around branding. So um, once you've got your head around LinkedIn and go, yeah, okay, I think my clients are there or my referrers are there. So people who will who know my community and will refer me, people that are connected with me. How am I looking? You know, how's my profile looking? Do I have a company page? Is it talking to my ideal client? Is it representing me? Do I understand all the features? So I just yeah. encourage anyone that's listening to just have a look over their LinkedIn profile and say, okay, well, if I know the potential clients that I'm trying to attract and imagine that you're that potential client looking at your profile and is it talking to them? Mm. So I see way too many people just do a cut and paste of their CV or they talk to the third person. 
And if you imagine it's a virtual room, and there's a real opportunity to tell a story, and yes. I think this would probably appeal to you, but really to inject story into your profile and give people a sense of what you like. And I, and I guess sometimes with that kind of stuff, as with your website or with any of your social media as well, um, having someone else look at it for you, someone that you trust, you trust obviously, and someone that knows you, and just saying like, "What do you think of this? Do you think what? What do you think I can tweak?" Yeah, absolutely. And I think objectivity of self in your business is, is tricky. So yeah. if you can find a colleague, or if you're in a mastermind, or if you have an accountability group, you know, just do the exercise. All of you should just be, everyone should just be looking at each other's profiles and giving each other feedback. Yep. Um, because it's hard to be objective when you're in the thick of your own yes. business. And I'm, I'm pretty sure I've built a business on the fact that it's also hard to talk about yourself. Yeah. So that's sort of the branding piece. And the company page piece, look, there's a lot of moving pieces around the company page at the moment. So I will give you some links around all the updates as to what's happening with the company page. Because even, you know, as we speak, it's, a, it's very much a moving target, but it's a real opportunity at the very least, just to get your company prof- company logo on your profile. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you have a content marketing strategy, just think like your Facebook business page, your LinkedIn company page can do the same. Okay, great. But, it, you know, it takes a plan. So networking is the next one. And this is where I affectionately call LinkedIn networking for introverts. And <laughs> I, I often say to people, you know, I'll go in and update their profile and there's 25 invitations to connect sitting there. And I'll say, well, why haven't you accepted them? I don't know that person. Hang on. This is like someone walking up. If we imagine LinkedIn like a virtual room and someone walks up to you and they hand you their card, I feel like ignoring an invitation to connect is just leaving that person hanging there with holding mm. their card. <laughs> so if you, you know, you know millennials, I'm mean, going to hate sort of, I'm talking about some introverts and millennials, but there are certain behaviours you can attribute to certain types of people. And I know with invitations to connect certainly that, a lot of those people are people that have heard me mentioned and are reaching out to have a conversation with me. So I just think from a networking point of view, if you imagine it's like a virtual room, there's some really tricky features within LinkedIn, specifically who's been looking at your profile and reaching out to those people um, and saying, you know, I see that you're looking at my profile. I thought I'd reach out and invite you to connect. Yep. Um, and some people, you know, they accept invitations to connect and then they don't have a follow-up ritual. So networking, just think about all the principles you know within real life, face-to-face networking and how you can apply them to your conversations on LinkedIn. So if you've been to events recently, you know, if you've, you've got clients that have put inquiries through your website, are you looking them up on LinkedIn and are you continuing the conversation over there? And really networking can be really powerful and also really efficient. There's that five mm-hmm. minutes a day, right? And the reason why I think that it serves your business better than Maybe some potentially it depends. So that's very conditional. It depends on your clients in the industry, um, but certainly in the B two B professional services space, um, that time on LinkedIn can really serve your business well. And mm. so networking is as simple as responding to invitations to connect, following up, thinking about people that you've met recently. Are you connected with them on LinkedIn? Finding interesting articles, sharing it privately via messaging, and just keeping the conversation going. Yeah, great. And then on to daily rituals, this in, well, intrigues yeah, that's, me. Well, that's basically what the daily rituals are. So okay. The daily rituals just is those things and having the discipline um, and making sure that you are spending that five minutes a day on LinkedIn. And then the thought leadership was touched on really in the context of publishing articles. So there's a couple of ways you can approach thought leadership. The first one is uh, just how your profile is written and are you maxing out all the key features, including your headline, professional photography, adding video links, adding, you know, you can nice. add PDF bios to your, your profile now, hmm. but then do you have a content plan via your 
company page, sorry, by your profile. So if you've answered that question, what do I want to be known for? Who am I trying to influence? For me, um, I'm affectionately described by some of my colleagues as a LinkedIn lady. <laughs> quite like, you know, implies yes. my area of expertise, also implies how I navigate LinkedIn. And as a client pointed out to me the other day, it also implies that I'm female, yes. Yeah. Um, which I thought was funny. I mean, the two key things are more sort of my specialty and how I navigate LinkedIn. So I think from a thought leadership perspective, you just need to be thinking about what do I, what do I want to be the go-to mm-hmm. for? So if I, you know, if you solve a particular problem for me in a particular area, are you writing about that? Are you publishing LinkedIn articles? Are you sharing interesting articles that you've read elsewhere and getting people to think about um, some some of your content pillars as they relate to the your brand, your mm-hmm. personal brand, and the problems that you solve? And uh, you know, the thought leadership one is the game changer. However, it's not for everyone and I don't want people to listen to this and think, oh, well, you know, if I've got to be successful on LinkedIn, I've got to publish articles and I've got to have a content plan and I've got to do videos. That's not the case at all. You could follow the other four steps and follow those tips and I think you'll find that LinkedIn can serve your business really well because you just need to spend time on there and be continuing conversations or or in conversations or even just learning from other thought leaders. I was thinking that an easy way to do, to sort of tackle that thought leadership if you're not a confident writer and you definitely don't want to, you could always share someone else's or just like someone else's and say, I really enjoyed this article and add a little comment as to why. Yeah. And that's, that's that sort of daily ritual and the liking and commenting. And so what I encourage, yes, and I would in many ways prefer people to do that before they jump on sort of posting and what I call more extroverted behaviour. Um, is really just being thoughtful about content that they come across and really asking themselves the question, how is this of value to the community that I want to serve? And it's thought-provoking and it gets people considering you in their buyer journey if your services are something that they, you know, want to engage with. And I think that it's the long game, right? LinkedIn Mm. is really uh, being in people's you know, staying top of mind, so you're referred with your existing connections, but when people are checking you out, making sure that there's all those cues there in your profile and the activity that you're engaging with that says, yep, she or he's for me, I can see the sort of content that they're interested in, I can see the sorts of conversations that they're having on LinkedIn through some of the public commenting that they're making, they're for me. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're really trying to do, just give a sense of yourself as a professional and the subject topics that you care about and to have an opinion. And I think your comment then is is really valid that sometimes just sharing your opinion and putting yourself out there is just as powerful as potentially creating your own content. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And so it's just whatever you're comfortable with. And that's why it's a journey. Mm. You really just need to start with understanding the platform, making sure you're representing the best person of yourself and then just spend time on there. You know, shave off a bit of your Facebook time. Yep. Eat some more salad. Eat some more salad. Eat more salad. I love it. And Karen, I think that's a really awesome place to to stop, but I wanted you to be able to share where people could contact you. Now, naturally, LinkedIn comes to mind as as the best place to get you. Yeah, absolutely. So I really do encourage people to invite me to connect if you've listened to our chat today. Uh, reach out and invite me to connect. All my details will be, I'm sure, associated with the, the yes. um, show notes or the podcast notes. And do just let me know. If, if you've got a really specific question, I find that, you know, listening 
to this sort of thing might trigger some questions. So really happy to help if you've got any specific questions. And then you can also go and have a look at Think Bespoke's website. We have a library of lots of, I write regularly about LinkedIn and about a lot of the topics that I've talked about today. So if you're wanting to find out more, there's a search function on the website. Just go and have a look at the library. Um, yeah, and if you've got any questions, let me know. Brilliant. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And that's where we'll leave this show from Flying Solo and your host, Robert Gerrish. We'd love to receive feedback, even a brief review for those listening via iTunes. If you're planning to start a business or rejuvenate the one you're in, check out our bestseller, Flying Solo, How to Go It Alone in Business. It includes everything we know about working on your own. And of course, we invite you to dive into the resources and supportive community at flyingsolo.com.au. 